Buongiorno and welcome to season two of my podcast series titled New Beginnings. You're with me, Angelique de Toy, spreading this podcast from a beautiful village in the Val region in the north of Italy. I can confidently say, almost without exception, that everyone I have been in contact with in these first seven months of 2020 has expressed that this year must rate amongst one of their most challenging of their lives. I can concur and certainly say that for myself. The world seems to have erupted under the weight and pressure of speed and pace that has left us all spiraling out of control seemingly from very dizzy heights. People seem more fatigued than usual as they wrestle to keep their lives on course while companies are closing, economies are teetering and tottering, and their children are forced to be homeschooled, putting even more pressure on already busy parents trying to work from home. In Series 1, I alluded much to the time of the necessity of staying undercover in our homes so that this COVID death threat would not come near us. This aligned perfectly with the season of Passover where the Hebrew people had to stay indoors, covered by the blood of a sacrificed lamb that was put on their doorposts so that the angel of death would not come near them. I also went on to share that I believe 2020 has been a season of crossing over into a new land. Let us be reminded that the Hebrew people's journey was not without challenges, opposition, and certainly having to keep moving while their enemies were closing in on them. It sounds very much like our current day, our enemies closing in from every side. However, the wonderful news is that with change comes the potential for clear direction, fresh opportunities, and a renewed focus. I truly and deeply believe we are in a new era, hence the season two being called New Beginnings. This does not mean that we are going to be without ongoing challenges, perhaps even deeper opposition, or at times even feel that our individual nations or the world at large is under threat. What it does mean is that it is going to take people a vision, those who are courageous enough to become modern-day pioneers and those people with the spirit and character of Esther, who in order to save her own people, took a life risk to enter the king's court unannounced, under the threat of death, to put forward her plea to the ruler of the day. Her mindset was, if I perish, I perish. But she knew she was called, she knew she was appointed, And she knew she was anointed. She knew she was born for a time such as this. To access new beginnings, we need to access a new way of thinking, a new way of being and of living. Now is the time to be done with the maintenance mindset. It's time for the new to come flooding in. We have to be willing to go through a transition to get access to the acquisition. To transition is the process or period of changing from one state or condition to another. No doubt, as you look back on your life this year, you certainly have been in a state of transition in just about every area 
of your life. In fact, when I look back over my life this year, there is not one area of my life that has been untouched by the state of transition. An acquisition, on the other hand, is something you obtain. So the question must be asked, if I have gone through this process, and often a painful transition process, what is it that I should be accessing or acquiring? What needs to change, to shift, or to be moved out so that you can acquire the new? And what does the new look like for you? Perhaps you may want to reflect on the first seven months of this year, identifying some of the events that have taken place that have forced transition. What were the hard moments, the memorable times, and the real life shifters? I have been journaling since I was 21, and for me it is one of the most therapeutic practices you can spend your valuable time on. Not only is it therapeutic, but it also becomes a seedbed for a future harvest. Many of the wonderful acquisitions in my life came about because I first saw them in my mind's eye, then I wrote about them, and ultimately acquired them through a variety of processes. New beginnings will call for you to examine your beliefs, your thought patterns, that all-important self-talk, and your actions. Just this week, I had to confront a thought pattern in my own mind and evict it before it took root and could potentially be an entanglement that in time would have kept me bound. Do the thoughts you hold propel you forward or hold you back? Remember that the thoughts held in your mind produce after their own kind. New beginnings then definitely requires that you start to design in your mind the kind of future you wish to step into. Pray about it. Talk to God about what you wish to acquire for your good. New beginnings finds itself and finds its grounding when you first have an eternal mindset. Remember that the steps of the righteous person, and please don't be put off by that word thinking it is something completely high in the sky and unattainable. It simply means living right, living according to God's precepts, principles, and patterns, so that the steps of the one who chooses to live right are ordered by the Lord. Whenever I find myself in a place of pondering over change and what is taking place in my life, and often those things are unexpected, we don't always see uh, what is coming around the corner, and my go-to place in, in the Bible is Psalms. I find it is so therapeutic for me because it is written by real people who have lived real lives And many of the Psalms have been written by David. And he, of course, is a man that really just bears his heart and his soul. And what you see is what you get with him. And so I have found much encouragement and much safety and peace and joy that I have been able to glean out of the Psalms. 
And so Psalm 37 has been very pivotal for me in this time of turmoil, personal change, personal transition, where it feels that everything in my life that could be touched has been touched. And particularly because I have sensed a whole new realm of new beginnings and a crossing over in 2020. I'm reading from the voice translation, which is a translation I really enjoy because as a writer, I find it very contemporary, very modern day, and gives great expression to much of what we experience in our lives today. Verse one reads, don't be worried with evil workers or envy the gains of people with all wrong upside down ways. Soon enough, they will wither like grass, like green herbs fading in summer's heat. Believe in the eternal and do what is good. Live in the land that he provides. Roam and rest in God's faithfulness. Take great joy in the eternal. His gifts are coming and they are all your heart desires. Commit your path to the eternal and let him direct you. Put your confidence in him and he will follow through with you. He will spread out righteousness for you as a sunrise spreads radiance over the land. He will deliver justice for you in the light of the high sun. Be still. Be patient. Expect the eternal to arrive and to set things right. Don't get upset when you see the worldly ones rising up the ladder. Don't be bothered by those who are anchored in wicked ways. So turn from anger. Don't rage and don't worry. These ways only frame the doorway to evil. That's really worth listening to again. Don't rage and don't worry. Because these ways only frame the doorway to evil. Besides, those who act from evil motives will be cut off from the land. But those who wait, hoping in the eternal, will enjoy its riches. You'll see. The wicked won't know what hit them. You'll blink and they'll be gone. You'll go looking out for them, but you won't find them. But the humble-hearted will inherit the land. They will take pleasure in its peace and enjoy its abundance. Just as a side note, I want to mention another scripture in Micah chapter 6 verse 8. And it's something that has been such an anchor in my life. The truth of it has been to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. It's amazing how God honors your life when you choose to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Because we will enjoy the peace of the land and enjoy its abundance. 
For quite a number of verses, the psalm explains what God's attitude will be against the wicked, and we certainly want to be uh, out of that number and rather be considered amongst his righteous. Because verse 17 goes on to say, But the Eternal will hold his righteous children high. All their days are measured and known by the Eternal. The inheritance is kept safe forever. When calamity comes, they will escape with their dignity. When famine invades the nations, they will be fed to their full. But immoral ones will find their lives cut short. They'll vanish as quickly as wildflowers in the fields. Yes, enemies of the eternal will vanish like smoke into the cool night air. Evil people borrow and never repay their debts, while the good give generously from their hearts. For God's blessed children will inherit the land, but those cursed by him stand to gain nothing. If you are right with God, he strengthens you for the journey, and that's been my experience. The Eternal will be pleased with your life. And even though you trip up, and who of us don't, you will not fall on your face because he holds you by the hand. Through my whole life, young and old, I have never witnessed God forsaking those who do right, nor have I seen their children begging for crumbs, because they are always giving and sharing. Truly, their children are a joyful blessing. So walk away from evil. Do good so that you too will enjoy never-ending life, because the Eternal cherishes justice and will not abandon those loyal to him. He will guard and care for them forever, but any child born of evil will be rooted out, cut down, and destroyed. Those leading God-pleasing lives will inherit his land and settle there forever. Wisdom fills the mouth of the right living. Justice and truth roll from their tongues. The true God's law is imprinted on their hearts and they do not stumble. The wicked stalk God's good ones looking to kill them, but God will never leave them to the dogs of evil, nor will they be found guilty when the verdict is read. So wait for the eternal, keep to his path, mind his will. He will come for you, exalt you, and you will inherit the land. Before your very eyes, you will see the end of the wicked. I passed by a wicked man with a cold-blooded nature. I looked, and he seemed as large as a cedar of Lebanon. But then again I passed the same way, and there was nothing left of him. I went out looking for him, but he was nowhere to be found. Keep your eye on the innocent. Model your life after the blameless. Everyone who loves peace has a future, but sinners will be doomed. The forecast for the wicked, utter destruction. There will be none left. The Eternal saves his faithful. He lends his strength in hard times. The Eternal comes and frees us, frees us from evildoers and saves us for eternity, simply because we seek shelter in him. And that's the only place for us to be, folks. There is no better place in these days of a new world, in a new era, and of new beginnings than to be under his sheltering 
arms of love. I am thoroughly convinced of one attribute we will need in the days ahead, and that is a spirit of generosity. I'm often asked in interviews what I would consider to be one of my so-called secrets to success. Without hesitation, first, the faithfulness of God. He is reliable, his faithfulness is matchless, and you can depend on him no matter what you're going through. Second, the other key that I believe unlocks the treasures of heaven is the gift of generosity, the gift of giving. Listen how this is underscored in the 11th chapter of Proverbs. Verse 16 says, A gracious, generous woman will be honoured with a splendid reputation. Proverbs 11.24 says, Generosity brings prosperity, but withholding from charity brings poverty. Verse 25, those who live to bless others will have blessings heaped upon them and the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. The one with social conscience receives praise from all. And verse 27, living your life seeking what is good for others brings untold favor into your own life. Yes, indeed, a generous person will prosper and whoever refreshes others will themselves be refreshed. Now more than ever, we need to become conduits of blessing, of giving and of great generosity. When we give God of our first fruits, the first of our income, the first of our capital, which is our sustenance and great blessing, when we give him part of our lump, he has a tendency and a heart to bless the whole lump. And you know what it's like when you've seen bread rising in the oven? The whole lump is blessed and it comes out gorgeous and delicious and wonderful. And that's what blessings are meant to be in our lives. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, no want, no desire left unmet. One of the most powerful ways we can have access to new acquisitions is to start giving. But remember, you cannot give what you do not have. Therefore, you have to first learn to receive and then make it part of your lifestyle to give. For after all, God gave us his only son so that we could live in the incomparable riches of Christ. So there's no time like the present to strap on the sword of the spirit, take up your shield of faith and surround your atmosphere with a spirit of giving. You are indeed in a place of new beginnings, even though it may not feel like it. We have crossed over. There may well be giants in your land, but the promised land awaits your arrival. However, don't be hasty, not in word, promise or action. Never force a decision through an emotional reaction or be tempted to rush into something that could take you off course. I have often said yes too quickly and it's got me into trouble. Don't be hasty. 
Sometimes it leads to disaster. It may have been an arduous journey, a time of refining and a time of restructuring, but I believe God has been detailing and preparing you for his specific purposes. It is a new world and a new era, and it is for a time such as this that God has got you right where he needs you to be. I've questioned him a thousand times, but I keep coming back to the same answer. I've got you right where I need you to be. This is your new beginning. What is it looking like to you, dear friend? Because how you see is how you will be. And remember that your future starts right now. So thank you for joining me on my podcast today. And may you ask yourself every day, if I am alive for a time such as this, what can I do to bring a greater contribution to my world? I'm Angelique Detoy, and until next time, God bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance to look upon you and give you peace.